and it's 1.41 p.m. in San Francisco, and it's, what, 10.41 p.m. in London, United Kingdom, and that means that we have the absolute honor of talking to Joe Bevan, lead singer of Desperate Journalist. Joe, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the call. I know it's kind of late in the U.K., so we appreciate uh, you okay. taking the call. Oh, I've got nothing else going on. How's how's life? Uh, Where are you at this very specific Um, moment? What were you doing? um, Not much, really. Um, We're still in sort of a pseudo lockdown at the moment. So, um, yeah, there's there's really not much happening. (laughs) But how how are things looking? uh, You know, uh, you know, for the future. Uh, Here in California, finally, we can say that we are doing a little bit better. I think we're going to be having uh, live yeah. live shows, uh, socially distant shows. Uh, I think starting today in San Francisco, we can we actually oh, we're, wow. we're allowed to do that. You know, with only I think twenty five percent capacity in the venues and stuff, which is really cool. But it still feels okay. really weird, you know, like you know to to go and yeah, because you know n- not all the people have been vaccinated. How are the things in the UK? Uh, well, I mean, I think the numbers. Um, the case rate's going down quite a lot. Um, we've just reopened uh, non-essential retail, okay. uh, which is thrilling. <laughs> and then um, we're hoping, I mean, the plan at the moment is to have uh, all kind of nightlife and gigs and things like that um, opening again in June. And we think that's supposed to be at, um, at full capacity at the moment, but um, okay. I'm, I'm skeptical as to how you know possible it's going to be. True. Uh, how were you able to stay sane during 2020? It was a really, really messed up year for all of us. It was the weirdest yeah. thing in the universe. How, how was it for you? What did you do to stay sane? Oh, uh, well, um, we managed to record an album. Uh, there you go. Excellent. That was a big part of it. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I also just spent loads of time uh, watching TV and reading, which is really not exciting. <laughs> um, but I think I'm, I'm in the same boat as pretty much everyone else um, with regard to that. But yeah, it was a recording that really, uh, you know, an extra achievement last year, definitely. Totally. We're extremely happy because of what you just mentioned. You guys are about to release a new album called uh, Maximum Sorrow. It's going to be out on July yep. 2nd, and that's great news for all the following of uh, Desperate Journalist. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. How, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about the release? How do you feel about the final product? How was the the, the creative process behind it? Um, well, I'm really, I'm really, really pleased that um, I think it's the, the most interesting and best thing that we've done um, to date. Um, it was uh, we'd, we'd already written the songs um, for sort of um, the early part of last year, and we were aiming to record in our usual uh, studio um, with a friend of ours um, called Keith Top of Pops. Um, but uh, his studio went into lockdown and did everything um, okay. in the summer, which is when we were intending to record. So um, we kind of had to shelve that plan. Um, we ended up. Um, recording at a new place which is just about 10 minutes down the road from where we all live um, called Crouch End Studios and um, it was really actually really good
good to have somewhere completely different to work um, because it meant that, um, you know, the environment was different. It felt like a fresh start. Um, also, you know, it was just we were working with a different engineer, so um, he was um, he just had a different approach, which helped us be maybe a bit more focused and like streamlined in the sounds that we wanted to achieve. Um, so that was really really helpful. I think also we, as a band, just with every album we do, <clears throat> we seem to know a bit more what we're doing. <laughs> it's practice, isn't it? So. Um, we had more of a plan uh, and we had more ideas of kind of slightly more unusual um, things to use, like introducing some synths and uh, yeah, it was just, it was, inter- it was, it was really, really um, rewarding to be able to play with sort of textures and stuff in a way that we hadn't done before. Totally. Um, yeah. Uh, we're big fans of uh, Grow Up. From 2017, I think uh, that's one of oh, uh, one of the best albums of the 2010s. To be honest, straight up. Uh, oh wow! S- same thing with okay. In Search of the Mir- Miraculous. Uh, sonically, how uh, different uh, is 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 the new album? How how different is it gonna be? I mean, it's not exactly a, like insanely massive department. This still okay. sounds like us, um, and it's still very. Uh, Um, you know, dramatic guitar music, um, totally. but um, it's it's a lot more. Um, the production is a lot more um, sophisticated. Okay. Um, there's a lot less um, in terms of layers, um, so I think everything sounds a lot more distinct, um, which is kind of a more technical, um, uh, a te- more technical thing rather than a you know aesthetic thing. But um, yeah, I mean it. it There are songs on there that are quite unusual structurally. I mean, even Fault, um, the new single, um, although it does still sound like us, it's still kind of like a post-punky, um, anthemic song. The yeah. structure of that is is deliberately quite different to stuff that we've done before. It's more of like sort of um, a, a record um, in that respect. And there are other, yeah, there are other just, just sort of textural things um going on that are a bit more subtle, a bit more um, kind of smoothed out. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, it, it, there's a lot more variation in um, from song to song as well. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of a bit more kaleidoscopic. Excellent. That's awesome. We can't we can't wait uh, to check it out. Uh, we love uh, uh, the lyrics of uh, of your, uh, you know, of your songs. Uh, we think uh, they're a very important part of you know of, of, of the song of the whole thing of the you know of the whole uh, album mm-hmm. LP. Uh, how does the creative process for lyrics work for you? What inspires you? Uh, how do you work? How do you write? Do you use a specific moments of the day, of the night, to sit down and write, or is just like a never-ending process for you in your brain and your spirit? I'm pretty. I mean. It's pretty much just, it, in terms of things that I choose to write about, they tend to be um, just sort of stuff that I've been worrying about or ruminating on endlessly because <laughs> my brain is a very anxious okay. um, <laughs> brain. Um, and, I mean, in terms of um, the, the way that we um, put the lyrics to the music, 
I have notebooks which I just sort of write long rants or bits of um, random bits of like rhymes and couplets and things that um, then I'll sort of try and flesh out into an actual song that makes sense. Um, and that usually happens, um, that second stage usually happens after I've heard sort of an idea for the song, how the song, the music sounds. Yeah. So I think it's incredible that the, the lyrics and the, the music are, um, you know, um, that gel really properly because all the songs um, that I really love are, do that and they yeah. have this kind of like intuitive link. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of like it's an ongoing process of um, anxious ranting <laughs> and then um, that's sort of finessed um, once once the music starts to take shape. Totally. So what comes first, the uh, lyrics or, or, or the music? Or, or you mix they them sometimes? Sort of, they, they sort of come at the same time. Same time. Um, okay. Yeah, often they'll be, yeah, often it'll be one way or the other. Um, but, I mean, I'm writing lyrics at the same time as um, Rob will be coming up with um, sort of demo ideas. But oh. we'll do that independently of each other and then they'll eventually meet in the middle. Excellent. Uh, your music videos, they're amazing. Uh, Fault was released, the music video for Fault was released, what, like three days ago? It's, it was directed by Nick uh, J.S. Thompson. It's a beautiful film. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's not right. the only one. Yeah. Uh, Satellite is beautiful. Hollow is amazing. Be Kind is amazing. Uh, Cedars is also also great. Uh, how how much do you enjoy uh, filming these music videos and how involved in the creative process of these videos are you? Um, I do really like doing them. Okay. Um, I don't really know that much about um, filming, Um Technically, um, but I know the sort of aesthetics that I like, and I think we all we all have a similar idea of how we want to um, a certain song to be portrayed, or you know, a, a certain aesthetic that we want running through all of our videos. Um, so, I mean, what usually happens is we'll we'll decide that we need a video for a song, and whoever is directing it. Um, previous um, to this, it's been our friend Jason. Yep. Um, uh, but uh, he's actually moved to Glasgow now. Um, so um, we asked a friend, Nick, who's an amazing photographer in his own right, um, to sure. do this one. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll just kind of go. I'll I'll generally have a vague idea of of the sort of look that I want, um, and a sort of um, an energy or um, uh, an emotion that I want to convey. And then thankfully we've worked with people who are really talented and really sort of clued into the aesthetics that we that we want to project and they'll just be able to kind of <laughs> sort of pull it almost out of thin air. Um, so I think it's it we've benefited from being surrounded by people who are really um, into what we're doing. That's um, really cool. And can sort of yeah, translate those things visually, which is really lucky. That's amazing. That's really, really cool. Uh, any more singles uh, before the release of the album? There will be a couple, um, but I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. <laughs> yeah, you're allowed. Come on. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, know, I know how it is. Yeah, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, watch this space. 
Okay. Any uh, more music videos coming uh, from uh, from the upcoming singles? Yes, there will be. Yeah. Awesome. Already filmed, produced, everything, post-produced, everything. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we're kind of doing everything on the fly. So. Um, okay. Cool. They will. Yeah. The, the next one will be filmed in a few weeks' time. Excellent. Um, but yeah, not done yet. Joe, how do you feel about the socially distanced gigs? Like, you know, like in Spain, they, they've been doing this for for almost, I think, throughout the pandemic, you know, the, you know, outdoors. They have like the, the, the people, uh, the fans sitting like in, you know, in tables, in small groups and all that kind of stuff. They cannot get up. They cannot mm -hmm. dance. Uh, I think that, that, you know, that's going to be our, uh, our the, that's going to be the way it's going to be for the coming few months. And I've talked to many bands, and I ask them about this, and some bands tell me, no, we're not interested in doing that. And other bands actually tell us, yeah, whatever, we'll play to three people if that's allowed. <laughs> How do you feel about, about this new uh, reality? Temporary reality, I, I, I suppose. I mean, I, I'd like to play social distance gigs. I mean, I think, I think it, the weirdness of it might actually be, you know, a, a plus point because um, you know it's always more memorable to play a gig it's like something really odd happened in or in a really weird like True. in a bowling alley or something <laughs> um, and I mean I think also uh, people need to hear live music and it's it's such an exciting thing especially at the moment when everyone's been indoors and you know really anxious and miserable And there's yeah. been like no sort of um, extra external stimulus on people's brains. True. Um, I mean, the other um, during the first lockdown, when we briefly reopened for um, some pubs were allowed to be open in a socially distanced way. Mm -hmm. I went to um, for a drink with a couple of my friends, and on our way back, um, we were walking past this um, tiny little church, okay. which I didn't realize sometimes hosts like jazz performances and as we were walking out of this pub like in sort of the dusk there was this really strange like avant-garde jazz being played outside nice. it was the first live music i'd seen in you know a really really long time yeah. and even though it was the sort of music that i normally like puts my teeth on edge i was just kind <laughs> of like i was so entranced by it, it was just such totally. a wonderful thing yeah, yeah. um so yeah i think i think it's a good thing to happen i mean It would suck if that's the way that things have to be, yeah. you know, forever. But I think, you know, get it get it where you can. Exactly. Totally. Are you guys booking uh, gigs for maybe late 2021? Or uh, what? what's the plan with you guys? We've actually got a gig booked in February oh, nice. um, 2021 okay. in London. Um, and, I, I mean, it, I, I'm fairly optimistic that That should be possible, fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, we didn't want to really book anything this year because A, everything is just kind of all up in the air and B, um, I think everything's just completely booked up with things that have been rescheduled from last year. So we wanted to kind of try and do something we could confidently, you know, um, sell tickets for and, and not worry about being, you know, cancelled. True. So. Excellent. Well, Joe, thank you so much for taking the call. And uh, when, when things get better and uh, you guys come to San Francisco, because you guys are going to come back to San Francisco, obviously, with the, with the great music that you guys produce, 
please come to KXSF. This is your right. home. We invite you. Uh, you know, we can hang out or oh, do something thank you. creative uh, together. What are you going to be doing for the rest of the night? I know it's already almost, what, 11 p.m. over there. It's actually almost 10. Oh, 10. Um, okay. But Eight hours. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think it's some, like, um, British summertime nonsense going on. Um, but I am probably going to read a book. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and get into bed because I'm really rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what, bo- yeah, what book is it? Um, I'm reading The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt at the moment. Awesome. Excellent. Um, Do you recommend yeah. it? I do, yes. I love all of her writing. It's amazing. If you like um, British and Ellis, but you want it to have some kind of soul, <laughs> I'd recommend it on the top. Totally. Excellent. Joe, thank you so much for t- talking to me, talking to San Francisco. And again, I hope to see you in San Francisco as soon as possible. And to celebrate the interview, Thanks. I'm going to be playing Fault. So let's do this. Cool. Thank you, Joe. Take care. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. Good night. Excellent. Uh, that was Joe Bevans from Desperate Journalist in Rockneto at KXSF 102.5 FM San Francisco. And as I said, let's play Fault to celebrate this interview. Rockneto at KXSF.
Out of their upcoming Maximum Sorrow album to be released on July 2nd of 2021 via Fierce Panda. That was Desperate Journalist with Fault in Rocknetto at KXSA 102.5 FM San Francisco.